What's up, podcast world? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Mat Wall podcast. Today, I am super excited for this episode because it's all about TikTok. And for those of you who are like, what's up with TikTok? Let me tell you, this app is completely taking over the social media game. So I I thought a lot to myself, what does it mean to be a TikTok influencer? How does social media and TikTok get involved with one another? Can you actually make money on this app? My brother, Daniel, who's going to talk a little bit about this app, TikTok, which is totally changing the social media game. Hello, my name's Daniel. And yes, you could call me a TikTok influencer, but I'm just happy to be here. Today, we're going to talk about social media and all the above. Yeah, so Daniel, you have 130.6 thousand followers on TikTok, right? <laughs> yes, sir. What What no. did you start off at? <laughs> no, I started off at zero, actually. It's actually very funny because I went into this process a little differently than a lot of other people do. A lot of people go into it like they want to get famous overnight. And I think if you go in with that mindset, you're never going to be successful. So I went into it with no expectations. But I think I got something way better out of it. And what's that? I think I got a lot of confidence out of it. And the thoughts of quality at quantity is very important. And I think I've heard that a lot, but I don't think I experienced it. And what I mean by that is I posted a lot of videos at first and nobody was watching them. Nobody was liking them. Nobody was following me. Nobody was commenting on it. But I didn't stop. And I think that was one of the reasons that helped me because I figured out what worked on the app and what I like to produce. And so after posting 150 videos, keep that in mind, 150 videos, my first video went viral at 400,000 views, but it took me 150 videos to get there. Yeah. You know, Daniel, a lot of people have never even been on the app TikTok. (laughs) Um, Many people may may have heard of it. Um, I know there's a lot of people that that are older, people that are, are 40 and above that have never even heard of the app. And at the same time, there's a lot of influencers that may be even older than the age of 40. Um, A lot of people might not know that TikTok has a billion users on its app. It's definitely a global app around the world. You have super celebrities on there like Kevin Hart, like The Rock, lots of super intense companies, Um, the Dallas Cowboys, sports teams like the Orlando Magic, Chipotle, Nickelodeon. Why aren't more people talking about TikTok? I think the main reason is it's because the app is so new. We saw this same thing when Facebook came out, when Instagram came out. And I think more, the more people start to accept it, and as time goes on, I think more people will talk about it. And really, right now, I think people are starting to accept it, and it's becoming a lot more mainstream. So why did you decide to become a TikTok content creator? Did you just wake up one day and say, I'm a TikTok content creator? One day I opened up my phone. I was on Musical.ly for a bit and I remember the day it changed to TikTok. So what's Musical.ly? Musical.ly is the American version of TikTok that was started, I believe, in 2015. And then TikTok bought it in 2018 and became the biggest app overnight, January 2018. Going back, why TikTok? Like, What was so special about this app? Why did you want to create content? I've always wanted to create content, but I believe it was because I was afraid of failure that I wasn't putting it out. I wanted to create content on YouTube, other applications, but I never had a camera. I never knew how to edit. So what TikTok gave me is it gave me a platform to create funny videos on the spot. So if I had any sort of idea, I was able to just pull out my phone, record it and post it right then and then there or just save it for later. 
when it when it comes to creating content and creating videos, I think a lot of people really focus on on their likes and their follower count. And um, so for Instagram, for example, how many likes are on my posts? When I, when I go on my story, how many people have seen my story? It's a really big deal. And it seems like you did not do that when you started out on TikTok. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons for my success now. And I think that what you just said is an important play on what's going on right now, because Instagram's planning on getting rid of likes in general. So I, th- I think it is very important. I think that not caring about it is what's creates more happiness than negativity in your life. So there's really no clear indication of what it means to be like a popular creator on TikTok. Besides the verification. Besides the verification, yes, Daniel. Um, you've managed to reach 130.6 thousand followers. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's think about that for a second. Neither one of us probably knows more than a thousand people. We might have more than a thousand friends on Facebook, but in all in all actuality, in all reality, we really don't know more than a thousand people. And yet you have a hundred and thirty thousand people watching your videos. Is that scary? No, I think it's really cool. It's a it's a cool platform. It's awesome to be able to reach so many people and entertain and be able to make someone's day. Some of the comments I get are you're my favorite TikToker. Thank you so much for the content you put out. Keep going. And it's just great to have a community. Yeah. So speaking of this TikTok community, there's lots of, of users out there that have millions of followers, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of followers. And to be perfectly honest, you're right up there. So you gained almost double your follower count since last week. So we were going to record this episode. You were at 70,000. Now you're at 130,000. How did you build that follower account? Do you post a certain number of times per day? Do you, how, how did you get up to that 130,000? Definitely. I really started by going with quantity. So I was trying to post minimum of four times per day. And that really came from uh, one of the podcasts I listened to with Gary Vee. Um, he always talked about posting as many times as possible. He was a big influence on mine to start really posting on TikTok, but I kind of took with it and ran with it. And, you know, what's really interesting about TikTok in general is this community aspect. Um, I I even heard that you were telling me you went to a TikTok meetup at Dutch Bros. I did. Shout out Will if you're watching this. He's the one who organized it. So what does that mean? What's a TikTok meetup? How many people were there? So there was this big Arizona check trend going on TikTok for anyone out there. What's that sound like? Arizona check. And then they play music. I forgot what song it was. But basically the whole trend was there's nothing really to do in Arizona besides go to Dutch Bros. And that was the funny thing. So this one guy decided to post that he was doing a TikTok meetup in Tucson at Dutch Bros, and it went viral. (laughs) And it got a half a million views, and I believe 150,000 likes. And me and my roommate, Zach, decided to go to that meetup. And it's crazy, because I think all in all, there was around over 500 people that went to it. And it's just awesome, because... The age gap was so huge of how many people showed up. Yeah. And one of my really good friends was working at that Dutch Bros that time. And he <laughs> said that they don't get more than probably 50 people per night. So that was awesome for them. Great business overall. And just so everyone knows, there is more to do in Arizona besides just Dutch Bros. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. The, the number one place in the world <laughs> to visit is certainly here. I want to talk a little bit about 
what it means to go viral and the pressure that people are under. Because I think what's really fascinating about this topic, and nobody talks about it, is the pressure that creators face Mm -hmm. to put out these quality videos. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's, yes, you talked about quantity, but at the same time, it's all about quality. When, When you have those eyes on you, people are expecting a certain thing from you. So I think that when you get that pressure, I remember when I first got that 400,000 view after that 150th video, um, one of the hardest things was to think of what would my next video be? So, cause now I have all these eyes on me. Now I have all this pressure. Yeah. So it was really difficult. I remember seeing a podcast with, um, Charlie D'Amelio saying that after she got her first huge gap, she didn't post her f- next video for two weeks. So it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. And I wanted to talk about some of the, we're going to go back to that topic because there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, but I wanted to talk about some of your videos. Mm -hmm. So I would say from watching some of, of your videos, the most popular ones are songs that sound the same and music lawsuits. And then you may have a couple of others that I haven't caught on to yet. What would you say are your most popular videos? And then why? Like what specifically, cause I can't for the life of me understand why a video gets thousands and thousands of views. Some of them when I'm scrolling through are so dumb. Some of them are so funny. So mm-hmm. I, I want to get back to this. So ask me again about the TikTok algorithm and how it's different from the other apps, okay. because I think that's a big factor to it. Um, the two series that I have that do super well are songs that sound the same and biggest lawsuits, like you said, and I have a couple others because I'm trying to move the brand over to me more but i still love music and that's the main reason i pushed into this because tiktoks revolves around music so i the first thing i started to do was biggest lawsuits in music and basically when i posted a Katy perry versus flame video it did extremely well and i was like these two songs sound very similar why don't i create a a new series around songs that sound the same. So I did a bunch of research. I posted three of them and they didn't do well. <laughs> Keep that in mind. They didn't do well, but I kept going. And the fourth one caught on did super well. And I just kept going with it because I enjoyed it. And that's what I think is the most important part about it. So you brought up the TikTok algorithm. Mm-hmm. And I think many of us know that other social media apps, um, most of your friends or followers never see anything um so what's different about tiktok tiktok's really cool because no matter how many followers you have or they show your content to people on their page on their for you page is what they call it and based on how those people interact with it they'll show it to more people so if they like the video comment on it rewatch the video there's a certain amount of points they give it and they'll show it to more people based on how their for you page is looking Okay. So it's a content, it's a viewer kind of audience versus a creator based kind and of audience. And what does this point, like, how does that work? Do you know? There's a guy who posted about it. I don't know if it's completely true. TikTok did take it down, so it might be. So <laughs> if you like a video, he said it was one point. If you comment on it, it's two points. If you share it, three points. And I think there's two more, but I remember the biggest one is if you rewatch a video all the way, it counts as six points. And I believe if you that amount of points is how many other people they show it to. So you just brought up something really interesting. The amount of time that we're watching videos. Yeah. I heard that it's like very small. Most people don't watch videos more than a few seconds. Is that true? Yes. You need to get someone's attention. 
in the first three seconds. I try to do. I try to get someone's attention in the first three seconds, and if I can't, I probably won't post it. If I can't keep my attention, then I'm probably not posting it. And TikTok is really innovative in the fact that they have a for you page. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time here in Arizona, we were seeing constant videos all about the Arizona check that we were talking about. Um, Instagram has a for you page. Um, Facebook ha- has certain aspects that are very similar. And I've noticed that all the social media apps are copying each other. Did you notice that? Yes, definitely. I, TikTok um, has become so successful that Instagram is putting out their version of TikTok in 2020. So I think a lot of competition is going to happen there. No matter what, I'll probably be posting on both. <laughs> and can you actually make money on this app? I've always wondered this. Can you make money on TikTok? You can. And there's a couple things you can do. You can live stream and people can donate money to you. So there's coins. And a coin, I believe, is equal to a cent. Okay. And so if you donate five coins, you're giving the creator five cents. And on those live streams, it's similar to Twitch. I was actually looking this up recently. And you can also get brand partnerships, mm. which a lot of TikTokers do. Brands will pay money for the influencers to post about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the question that I think everyone has always wondered. What is it like to be famous? <laughs> I have no idea. I asked <laughs> that on purpose because you say you're not famous. So what? tell me, what does that mean? Why are you not famous? I think that there's this sort of conjecture in our minds about what fame means, because that's what we grew up with. And I think the definition of fame is changing. Okay. How so? I believe that people can put different categories of fame because people could say that this person's famous because they are a movie star, (laughs) because they're a singer, because they created a brand. But I think at the end of the day, we should stop focusing around who, what, who's famous and who's created an impact in the world. I think that's the definition that we should switch it to. Speaking of impact, you celebrated 30,000 followers in kind of a special way. What did yeah. you do? So for 30,000 followers, I decided to create a special sort of giving back kind of opportunity. I made 30 meals and they were peanut butter jelly sandwiches that came with a snack and a water bottle and a little card that said happy holidays. That's awesome. And I gave them out to people who really needed it. We went to homeless parks and on the streets and anyone who needed it, we gave them out to. So social media, millennials, Gen Zers, they get a really bad reputation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, social media can do good things. That's a perfect example of it. Can you think of other ways? When there's issues with the environment, a lot of influencers can come together and not just talk about it, but create Mm -hmm. different sort of movements. Like Mr. Beast did with Team Trees, planted 20 million trees and got this huge group of community around to help the world. I think that's really special. special. So I noticed that on Twitter and Instagram, I see TikTok videos, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> can you integrate? Like, how does that work? Is TikTok super good at integrating or something? Yeah. So on your profile, you can do a section of either integrating your Instagram and your YouTube if you'd like to. Okay. And that's something that I'd like to start more now that I've done TikTok now. Mm-hmm. But 
every single time you post a TikTok, you can create an option to download it directly to your phone. Wow. So it'll now be in your photos and you can upload it to any sort of social media you want. Mm-hmm. So what is your goal? Like, why, why did you start this? And what is your goal for the future of this profile? Definitely. I did this to make content because I had ideas and because I liked it because okay. I enjoyed it. That's the truth. One of my goals is to start integrating. I also make music and I also mix and master and produce and sing. And I've been starting to do that more on TikTok, but I want to do that a lot more in general on other sorts of social media applications and push the brand of music. In addition to that, I think it would be awesome to be able to use this platform to make a living on, if possible, too, and be able to create and entertain for a living. That'd be incredible. It's funny because... There's a lot of people who are popular on this app. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about Charlie. She has these dance videos. Uh-huh. Um, Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson, is very, very popular on this app for some, for some reason. He's definitely a dancer as well, like singing. Um, I've noticed a lot of the times that people will repost the same types of videos. So there'll be an original person who will make a video once and then everyone will copy them. A lot of lip syncing, a lot of um, people playing songs at, at football stadiums, pretending to do the national anthem and doing other songs instead. So like TikTok has become mainstream, whether people want to think so or not. Right. Definitely. 100%. It is mainstream now. What's interesting about what you just said is that there's a lot of things on this application that I don't understand. For example, what you said with people lip singing other people's audio. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's something that's on the application that I don't get. But people do it and people like it. So power to the people. And I think that's what TikTok's about. That's why I think it's so cool because people, it's, it's what people actually like versus what the application is pushing people to like. You've had some fun um, experiences with your followers, things that you might not have expected or things I wouldn't have expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of content creators have this. People will like direct message them on the various social media apps and want to ask them questions or it's all about asking them certain comments. First like, I know you talked about that. That's super. Or first comment, that's super. Everyone wants to be first on this app. (laughs) Everyone comments first. It's crazy. I, I make a lot of parodies about that because it happens so every video I get 16 comments that say first and I know that somebody has um they they like drew a picture of you because they thought you were a, a TikTok influencer and a content well, creator and... that one's that one's really cool because one of the my my first huge video like the really big one got mm-hmm. 7 million views and on this application I want you to stop for a second 7 million views <laughs> I remember being in the car with you and I was like, hey, Matthew, I got 11 million views last week. And you were like, what? <laughs> so that's, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's awesome. But it's also crazy to even think about that. Absolutely. I, I tagged her in it because that's something really cool. So people will suggest me songs that they believe sound, sound the same. And I will record the songs and then I'll play them back to back and I'll tag them in that. And I'll say suggested by this person. And I think it's this cool community building aspect to it that I really like. I tagged her in it. I wasn't expecting anything from it. I actually posted it really late. And overnight, it went viral. And what's really great about it is because I remember looking at her profile beforehand because I misspelled it. I almost posted the wrong 
tag. And I believe she was at 16 followers. And I wake (laughs) up and she's at 100 followers now. And she's going crazy. And she's like, thank you to all my new fans. And it's awesome because I don't know how old she is. She's probably anywhere from seven to to nine. And that's that's really cool because I I was able to make someone's day. Yeah. And then, yeah, she they, then she drew me. So that's awesome. So I get a, a ton of DMs on Instagram, actually, for songs that sound the same. A ton of them. Okay. And they're constantly pouring in and I have to keep up with them. And then I'll ask them for their TikTok to tag them in. So you're really passionate about music. I definitely know that. 100%. <laughs> you're very passionate. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know how much you know about music and, and how much research you've done, how much um, experience you've had in that industry. Um, and while everyone can always improve, what would you say is like the most underrated aspect of the music industry or, or what do people just like not know about this industry and about social media that that you think people should i think one of the first things is that tiktok has impacted music to another level similarly to how soundcloud did old town road blew up on tiktok most of the songs that you're hearing on the radio at the club blew up on tiktok most Roxanne. of the songs yeah 100% <laughs> yellow hearts all these songs blew up on tiktok all the songs that are mostly going on billboard that aren't by a huge artist like drake or someone are from TikTok right now most of the time. And that's crazy, first of all. That's absolutely crazy. Another aspect I really want to talk about that people don't know is what mixing means, and that's just making a song into a song. And I think that's a really important aspect that people should look into. So if you have any time, look up what mixing is, and then look up what mastering is. You'll learn something new. So songs that sound the same. Yes. Why aren't they always like resulting in music lawsuits? If a song, if I think somebody copied it. See, that's the interesting part that's so cool about this to me because it's so subjective and it's based <laughs> on the musicologist that the companies hire. Wow. So Katy Perry lost the Flame lawsuit. But if you listen to it, the only thing that's similar is the synths in the background versus the the actual vocal synth that comes mm. from Katy Perry's. It's not even almost the exact same notes. It's very close. They're in a different key, but that was the only aspect that was similar to them. And she lost the lawsuit in 2019 when this, when Katy Perry's song was released in 2013. And Flames lawsuit song was released in 2007. So let's talk about some controversial songs maybe that <laughs> are, are out in the world right now. You and I have talked a little bit about this. Do you think Lizzo copied... I was trying to look into that, and from from what I was looking into, it I didn't see anything about Black Beatles, but I saw a different song that was that claiming too. her. And what, what else is controversial out there? A big one that really impacted music a ton was the Pharrell and uh, Robin Thicke versus Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. song lawsuit that they lost and really impacted music. And if any of you guys have free time, go check out Pharrell and Rick Rubin's conversation about it because they go into it a little bit more than I can because they had a lot of experience with it. Uh, another big one, I believe that Ed Sheeran's currently facing a lawsuit from Marvin Gaye as well. Mm-hmm. Don't remember how I think it was. I made this one a long time ago. It was one of the first ones I made. I think it was $100 million. Don't quote me on that. $100 million. Wow. Oh, and another big one. Juice World. This one's kind of a little interesting because... They interpolated Sting's guitar. And okay, time out. What does interpolated mean? You say that word all the time. 
Interpolation means you just sampling is taking part of a song and putting it in your song, changing it a bit, trying okay. to make it your own. Okay. Interpolation is taking the melody or the words. So taking the melody but changing the words, taking the words but changing the melody. Okay. Or even just recreating it as your own, like actually recreating it, not just putting it in your song. Another big controversial thing is the yellow card versus Juice <laughs> World. So Juice World recently died. Rest in peace to him. Yellow card is still continuing with their lawsuit against him. That's a that's a pretty controversial thing to me. Because they're suing him after he's dead. Yeah. They're suing his estate. They're wow. suing, yeah, $15 million. Wow, that's really interesting. Let's talk again about the psychology of going viral. So I want to go back to the most watched video you've had. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's Songs That Sound the Same, part 28. A lot how, of how many have you made? Right now, I'm almost... I'm at 59. Songs That Sound the Same, part 59. Check it out. But, yeah, part 28's the most viral, and it was with a song, Songs I Weren't Expecting. It was Memories Maroon 5, and, uh, and uh, a song from Eurovision called Freaks. Hmm. And it, they sound very similar. But they also... They both interpolate... Pachelbel in D. So that's da 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 that song. That's interesting. Yeah. Both of those songs interpolate that once that old classical song. Okay, so one of my favorite things to to interview guests towards the end of the interview is to ask some rapid fire questions. I think this is one of my favorite things that I've done for for a very long time. I haven't done it in any of my podcasts, but I used to, um, whenever I'd interview sports figures around the University of Arizona, I used to do this. So get ready. Are you I'm, ready? I'm. Let me get a drink first. Okay. Thoughts about the new movie Cats? <laughs> uh, based on everyone's reactions, I feel like I should go see it to see how bad it is. SpongeBob, how has that changed the game? SpongeBob is amazing. One of the best cartoons ever created and has impacted my life for the better. Who's the best music writer out there? Gosh, that's such a hard question. What do you mean by writer? Who's the best music producer out there? I, that's, that's, that's even more hard. That's, I, I'm <laughs> What's gonna, the difference between a producer and a writer? One writes the music or writes the lyrics or other things. Okay. And the other person creates the, the music nowadays on a laptop. It used to be different back in the day. But one of them kind of puts the song together. One of them writes the music. Like, there's different definitions for a lot of things, too, on top. But a, one that's impacted me more, more recently is Timbaland. I've been watching his master class. Shout out Timbaland. He's awesome. Um, there's Ryan Tedder. Wait. That, he, Rick, Rick Rubin, Ryan Tedder. I'm going to change my answer. Timbaland, I love you. But Rick Rubin, Ryan Tedder, you're awesome. I'm going to go with them. They're awesome. Why? Who, why are Ryan Tedder and Rick Rubin awesome? Rick Rubin is next level awesome. He was able to do so many things for the music industry that impacted yeah. them. He's kind of just been able to do whatever he wants to do. And that's just <laughs> incredible because all these labels are telling him what to do. And he's just saying, no, I'm going to do what I like. So mm -hmm. a lot of you guys, if there's any people who are older out there that know Johnny Cash, he's the one who had the idea for Hurt. Hmm. It's crazy. Go check out Broken Record. At the end of the day... If you could create a song mm -hmm. or a TikTok video and it were to go incredibly viral and you would blow up 
and become famous, would you change who you are? Would you change who you are? I want to say no, but I think one of the big parts about why I want to say that was because I think we're constantly changing every day, no matter what we do, and we're constantly improving and trying to make ourselves better. So a lot of people can look at change in a bad way. I never want to change the person I am, but I want to make myself better. And if changing myself to be better is the way to do that because of an experience I had, great. But I don't want to lose the person I am at the same time. We talked about this in the car the other day. You do not consider yourself famous. Not even a little bit. But I think a lot of people think you are. Or some people think you're an influencer of some kind. I, I think that we all have these different opinions and we're able to look at people in a certain light, no matter who they are. So I could look at SpongeBob and think that it's a great show and that Tom, Tom Kenny's famous, but most people don't even know who Tom Kenny is or that he's the voice of SpongeBob. So I think it really depends on what you like, what your niche is and determining what fame actually means. Because right now we look at fame as how, how many people does this per, how many people can this does this person know or how many fo- that's really what it is right now it's, it's how many reach. followers how many people can you reach yeah definitely i don't think we should look at it like that anymore how should we look at it how many people can you impact all those followers of yours right now if you could say something to them what would you say i just wanted to say to all the people who followed me or liked my content or watched it or any of you guys that are listening that shout to out this to fun, you Thank you for the opportunity to entertain you and to make content because I, I love what I'm doing every day that I do it. And it's just amazing that I have this opportunity and I'm able to put out stories and content that I enjoy that other people do as well. So thank you so much for the opportunity to make content and thank you for the opportunity to make music. Thank you, Daniel, so much for for joining me. me today and for talking a little bit about how much of an impact, a lot of it, about how much of an impact TikTok has had on the world, um, what it means to be a TikTok influencer, what it means to be famous on, on social media, um, for answering a bunch of my questions about random facts of the day. It was fun. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that... To, to really wrap up this whole picture, people give Gen Z, people give millennials a really bad hype. Um, they, they go after them for being on social media, for being on, um, on apps, for making this a joke. Um, but ultimately, this is a lot of people's lives. Uh, people literally do this. <laughs> they, they are YouTube creators. They make millions of dollars. All you have to do is go search how much money they make in real life. It is incredible. Um, so, so thank you so much, Daniel. And if you'd like to follow me on TikTok, check me out. At Daniel S. Wall. I also have a bunch of music coming out soon, which I'm really excited about. So please go check that out as well. Yeah, Matthew's podcast.